stop the tape. We got to talk about something real quick because I have never recorded a podcast specifically dedicated to two teams who have historically been really good, um, but have frustrated their fan base so much this season. So here I am. Let's start with the New York Yankees. So the Yankees were just swept by the by the Houston Astros for the first time ever. You heard that right. For the first time ever. And it's the Houston Astros, right? So it's almost no surprise that they did it because they they have been considered pretty much the top dog over the last three years. But you had opportunities to win games. And 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 this Yankee team is so one-sided so monotone it's like they don't have the energy or the or the the fire to carry a team to victory and it's just frustrating man they just sit around and wait for home run after home run after home run and i get it chicks dig the long ball right everybody loves to see a good home run but at what point do you say to yourself this alone isn't going to work and guys it's only 12 games into the season it, you know, there's still a long way to go. We're not even 10% through the year yet. There's still a long way to go. And in the long run, there's going to be some sort of course correction. And the Yankees are going to rattle off a few wins. And at the end of the day, they're going to have enough wins to propel themselves into to a postseason, hopefully. But when we get there, they're going to rely on the home run. And the team that you're seeing now, the team that's being fielded out there now, is the same team that's going to struggle in the postseason. That same monotone, one-sided team. That same team that sits around and waits for the long ball. And that shit just doesn't work in the postseason, guys. We already know that. It doesn't work. Now, let me just correct myself real quick. It's not going to be the same team. In fairness, the Yankees are dealing with a whole bunch of injuries. And it seems like shit's getting worse. Sure, CC Sabathia is slated to start this coming Sunday. But on the other hand, you have Luis Severino is going to miss another six weeks, at least. Don't be surprised if Severino doesn't pitch this season, guys. Mark Teixeira was on the Michael K show earlier this week, and he expressed concern over Severino dealing with a shoulder injury. In his opinion, shoulder injuries are worse than elbow injuries because you can pitch through an elbow injury, i.e. Masahiro Tanaka, Shohei Otani last season, although Otani is going to have Tommy John this year. But when you have shoulder issues, that's hard to fix. So don't be surprised if the Yankees don't go out there. I mean, if, if Luis Severino just doesn't come back at all this year. Um, and I have a few points about this because it is really frustrating to watch. This team is, in my opinion, the most frustrating team in Major League Baseball since the 2018 All-Star break. And the worst part about it is that on paper, you could say that this is the best team in baseball. You know, who has a rotation top to bottom with pitchers like James Paxton, Masahiro Tanaka. You have uh, CC Zabathis coming back on, 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 on Sunday. You have Jay Happ. You know, Domingo Herman has been pulling. Domingo Herman has been the best starter in this, in this rotation, not named Masahiro Tanaka. James Paxton. I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to call him a bust yet. It's only been three starts, but... The dude gives, you know, he makes you want to, I don't know, like, he makes you want to scream. Strikes out a ton of guys, but he, for some reason, can't hold on to a lead. So, 
I just want to make a few points about the New York Yankees before I move on to the Boston Red Sox. This is the problem that I see with this team. The problem isn't that they aren't statistically good because statistically, if you if you see the team statistically on paper, you know, go to Fangraphs, sort as much as you want, you'll see that this team falls somewhere along the top 10 in almost every offensive category, which is incredibly good, right? Yes, it is good, but they don't finish games. That's the problem. And I blame it on the offense, the starting pitching, and the bullpen. It's the team as a whole. They do not finish games. They have problems finishing games, and I just do not understand it. Here are a few statistics that I found on Baseball Reference that stood out to me the most because I I, I went through this all night last night, and, and this morning I got up and I started sorting through stuff too, and I was like, wait a minute. Statistically, this team isn't so bad. You know, They're, they're ranking in the top 10, like I said before. This is what stood out to me. Nine times this year, the Yankees had the lead or have been tied at the end of the sixth inning. That's two-thirds of the game through, and they have been tied or have had the lead nine times. A good team finishes the game, right? If the Yankees could finish the game or take the, or have taken the lead, they should be nine and three right now, not five and seven. Doesn't end there. Eight times this team has uh, had the lead or have been tied at the end of the seventh inning. Now we're getting into the deep part of the bullpen, the good part of the bullpen, right? That part of the bullpen that we all consider to be the best in baseball. Eight times they've had the lead or have been tied at the end of the seventh inning. The team is still five and seven. They couldn't finish the job three of those eight, three of those eight times. This team, you know, at best should be eight and four, you know, nine and three. You know, give give the other team a win one of those times. Maybe the Yankees should be eight and four. It's not over there. Let's move on to the eighth inning. In the eighth inning, the Yankees have had the lead or have been tied six times in half of their games. Had they finished the job, they should be six and six. Not great but better than 5 and 7 better than being tied with the Baltimore Orioles who were, who prognosticators had as the worst team in major league baseball you have to fix this shit and and what's concerning to me is that you have these opportunities late in games and your bullpen's not coming through Adam Adovino's been great but there's been a couple times there where he surrendered surrendered a lead a lead Chad Green hasn't looked so great. Araldis Chapman's velocity's down. He doesn't look so great. Suddenly, this team looks human. And the, the thing is that which team can absorb as many injuries as the Yankees have, but they still don't capitalize on, on the opportunities. With all those injuries, on paper, the Yankees are still one of the best teams in baseball. So why are they 5-7? and seven? I don't understand. I don't blame Aaron Boone. I don't, you know, in some ways, I don't blame Brian Cashman. This team should win games. Now, another point I wanted to make is this. Yesterday, a report came out that the Yankees are worth $4.6 billion with a B. $4.6 billion. You have Dallas Keuchel out there who has reduced his price. And you have Craig Kimbrell 
who we know is not going to return to Boston after he decided not to go to the ring ceremony on opening day. I don't like telling people how to spend their money. But the but you know what? I'm going to say this. The Yankees need to go out there and they need to improve this team as best as they can if they want to win a World Series this year. This is getting completely out of hand now. And again, I know it's only 12 games. I know that at some point there'll be some sort of course correction. But it's frustrating to watch a team who's taken leads or have been tied late in games and can't finish the job. You always sit around and you wait for that three-run home run. That shit is not going to fly in the postseason. It has to get fixed. Let's move on to the Boston Red Sox. And in many ways, I'm grateful that the Boston Red Sox have been so bad to start the year. Because if they had, if, if they were to play to their potential, the Yankees would be, you know, at the bottom, you know, at the bottom of the standings in the AL East, as opposed to second place to the Tampa Bay Rays. Well, by the way, the Tampa Bay Rays are an exceptional organization, and, and the Yankees should take notes from that team right now. Enough of the freaking Tampa Bay Rays. Let's talk about Boston. Boston's biggest issue this year is team-wide. The whole team is struggling. Your J.D. Martinez's and your Mookie Betts are playing like J.D. Martinez and Mookie Betts should be playing. Same could be said for the Yankees. Aaron Judge is playing how he should be playing. The best, the best players on that team offensively are playing are playing at their best, essentially. But enough of the Yankees. I might have a heart attack if I keep talking about that team. Let's talk about the Boston Red Sox. The biggest issue with this team is their starting pitching. Namely, their ace starter, Chris Sale. Now, I'm going to tell you why. Over the last few years, you could name maybe four or five pitchers who are, you know, hands down, the best pitchers in Major League Baseball in our generation. You have your Max Scherzers, your Clayton Kershaws, Jacob DeGroms, your Justin Verlanders. You know who these guys are. I don't need to continue rattling off names. Chris Sale is among those guys. And last season, he established himself as probably the guy in that list. He had the best season of his career last year, hands down, in my opinion. Everything was up. Velocity, strikeouts, everything up. Last year, as a whole, he lost four games. This year, three starts in, he already has three. He has a nine ERA, which is a little bit ballooned. It, it, you know, his, his defense hasn't helped him as much either because his FIP, his, his fielding independent pitching is, is 7.23. Not good, but it isn't nine. Still atrocious. His whip is a 1.54, and he's been worth to his organization, according to Fangraphs, 0.3 wins. He has a, zero point, a negative 0 0.3 uh, Fangraphs war. That's not good for your starter. And, and it got to the point yesterday where Lourdes Gurriel Jr. stole home, and the Boston Red Sox, the Fenway faithful, started to boo their ace starting pitcher, the best starting pitcher in baseball. Listen to this. And now it's a steal of home. How about this? Lourdes Gurriel Jr. catches the Red Sox napping and steals home. That'll change the spirits in the Blue Jays dugout. Everybody was upbeat. Everybody was saying, hey, we're going to be all right. But look at the break at third. Sales working out of the windup. 
Buriel had broken down the line a couple of times in this at bat. The Boo Birds were alive in Boston. Imagine Pedro getting booed like this. It just wouldn't happen. At the end of that game, Sale only went four innings. He gave up seven hits, and seven of those hits scored in, uh, scored a run, prompting the Red Sox to lose their home opener to the Toronto Blue Jays, arguably the second worst team in the AL East. And this prompted Sale to say, to say, I don't know if I've ever pitched like this in my life. Let's hear what Chris Sale had to say. Right now, I'm just trying to just trying to find it, just grinding. Obviously, I mean, you guys are watching. I'm struggling. I don't know if I've ever pitched like this in my life. So, um, you know, tough spot to be in. But you know, I got guys in here fighting, and I got to keep fighting. I mean, there's no there's no giving up. You know, when something's not working, you got to go to something else. When that's not working, you go to something else, and I'm trying to find something. You know, I'm I'm working. I know that only goes so far. This isn't. You know, the hard work league, this is a do-good league, so um, you got to start going out there and performing. He's right. He hasn't pitched this bad before. And so, again, because I'm a dork, I looked into it. I went deep into the stats, and this is what I found. In the past, he's had a worse ERA in a three-game stretch. He's also had a worse whip in a three-game stretch. He's never lost three games consecutively. And he's never put together a stat sheet combined like the one he has right now. And again, I want to preface this by saying it's only been three starts. But there are some signs that Chris Sale might be undergoing somewhat of a decline. And I don't know if that his body is betraying him. He is a tall, lanky dude with, a, with an odd pitching motion. But something there's something in, in the way Chris Sale is pitching that indicates to me that something is going on. And I'm going to tell you what that is. So, first off, his fastball is unusually slow this year for him. Slow, not for me. I couldn't touch that, you know, in my dreams. What he's what he's doing. So, since 2012, when the when the Chicago White Sox converted him into a starting pitcher, Chris Sale has averaged a 94.7 miles per hour on his fastball. Let's round that up to 95. This season, his average fastball is 91.6. His career high was 95.7 last year. That means that his fastball is down four miles an hour from last year. And what has this resulted in? It's resulted in Chris Sale using his fastball significantly less. And not only that, because he's not using his fastball as much, he's using his slider more. And, and, and to top, and, and, (laughs) sorry, and he's even using his changeup even more than that. And his sinker is non-existent. So he was using his sinker a lot to start his career. Over the last few years, he's he's kind of veered away from it. This year, he's completely abandoned it. He's he's barely thrown his sinker. And anytime he does throw his sinker, it gets crushed. But anyway, what this means for Chris Sale is this. He's less deceptive. He's more predictable. And he's becoming human. He's hittable. And now speaking of hittable, here's something else that's alarming about Chris Sale. And it has to do with his his diminishing stuff. His whiff rate, according to Brooks Baseball, his whiff rate is currently at a career low 1.32%. Whiff rate is how often you uh, uh, hit or swing and miss at your stuff. Guys aren't swinging and missing. 
They're sitting and waiting for the pitch that they want because he's not using his fastball. They know they, they can lay off the fastball. They can wait on slider or vice versa. They can lay off the slider and just wait on that slow-ass fastball that's totally hittable. Um, 1.32% is pathetic, guys. By comparison, last year, he had a 15.5% whiff rate. And I think his career low was somewhere in the sevens, seven percent. Guys aren't swinging and missing against Chris Sale; they're making contact, and the contact is hard. Want more proof that his swing and miss rate is is uh isn't so good? His guys are swinging at strikes ten point five percent of the time, which is the lowest since two thousand and twelve, and his woba against. What hitters are hitting against Chris Sale is .399. That's atrocious, guys. And I want to remind you, it's only been three starts. Over the course of a 30-game season for Chris Sale, 30 starts, he's going to fix this, and he's going to – maybe he won't be the Chris Sale of old, but he's going to be a decent pitcher. This is a this is a warning sign, though, that something is wrong with Chris Sale, whether he's injured or maybe his stuff just isn't as good anymore. And I, I can't imagine that over you know over the course of a couple of months, he's had this much of a decline. So I'm expecting that for his fastball to increase. I don't know if it's going to be 95.7 again, to be honest. It's been long enough now since spring training. His velocity has been down. But I don't know, guys. This isn't looking good. I, you almost feel like you're in the sunken place with these two teams. You know what I mean? Entering the season, again, it was Astros, Yankees, Red Sox. Maybe put the Dodgers in somewhere there. But those are the top three teams, essentially, top four teams. I don't know if you can call the Red Sox a top four team anymore. And again, it's only been 12 games. But they're three and nine, and we're seeing bad things from this rotation, guys. Their only three wins have come from their bullpen, which is supposed to be the the weakest part of their team. Their best starting pitcher right now is David Price, and his ERA is six. Nathan Yavaldi, who also got an extension, who basically took the Red Sox to the World Series and won it. He was a beast last year. Second worst pitcher in the rotation. Eduardo Rodriguez, he can't seem to make it out. Rick Porcello, same story. And then with the Yankees... You're seeing good signs. You're seeing a run differential, top, you know, second place in the league. But they can't finish games, man. You have the best bullpen in baseball. And last I checked, those guys aren't hurt. Dylan Batances is on the DL, but he's one guy. You still have Adam Adovino. You still have Aradis Chapman. You still have Chad Green. Uh, Holder has been a beast this season. Luis Sessa has been good for you. Domingo Herman has been the best starting pitcher on this rotation. Wake up. All right. I think that's enough. The Yankees are off today. Tomorrow they face off against the Chicago White Sox. This could be an opportunity for the Yankees to maybe, I don't know, it's their bad team to revamp, to, you know, pick themselves back up because they're going to enter a series against the Boston Red Sox right after the Chicago White Sox. <sighs> All right, and the uh, Red Sox are back in action today against the Toronto Blue Jays. You have to hope that they can correct their issues as well, although as a Yankees fan, I hope that they don't. But anyway, all right, this was your emergency 
podcast by me, Manny Gomez, the first of many. Uh, our show is brought to you by Audible. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash welcome to the show to get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial. That is not a gimmick. It's not a joke. It is a free book. Any book that's available on Amazon's Audible, you can get one free on us. And if you don't like it, return it, exchange it for another. And then you get a free month of Audible on us. Listen to any other podcast or original content. Um, yeah. And uh, thanks for listening, guys. Peace. Peace.